Hey, Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor JP here. Hey, we're so glad that you're joining with us on our podcast today. I pray today that this message stirs your faith, that it builds you up, that it draws you closer to the Father's heart, and ultimately that you just feel the embrace of heaven. We would love to stay connected with you and you to stay connected with us. So please feel free to check us out on our website, oasischurchchicago.com, or download our app, Oasis Church Chicago. Also, you can be sure to join with us on our live stream on our YouTube page every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. Now here's today's message. Amen. Hey, um, I'm going to jump into the message. Um, if, if you are visiting, we're so glad you're here. But last week, if you're part of Oasis, last week I started a new sermon series entitled um, Kingdom Economy. And so um, I want to I just give us a quick introduction about what we're talking about and what we're doing here. Because some of you, you just jumped in here. I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's message. I, I promise not to give a whole recap on the entire of last week, but um, you know, we believe in this church that God has called us and released something in my spirit about a year ago, and I held on to it, and I released it in January at a prayer meeting. I felt like the Lord said, like, there's going to be a move of God in the house of Oasis, not to be prideful, not to get Oasis famous, not to get the brand good and get the brand big. It's none of that. I don't care about it. What I care about is his presence and him getting glorified. Right, And so he said, uh, I wrote the word a year. He said, hold on to it. I released it. And I just said, the Lord is calling us to be a house where revival is going to take place. But it's not just gonna be an encounter moment where it's a one-time thing or it's a season of it. I really believe the Lord's creating us to be a people where revival is just continual. Like we live in a state of being revived by the presence of the Lord. How many of you wanna say amen to that? Like that's the call. And so we have to be a people that understand the kingdom of God if we're going to live in a state of being revived by the kingdom of God. Are you with me? And so there are things in the scriptures that matter for us to catch and to get a hold of in our spirit and to live by. There are, there are things that I could sit up here and teach on and preach on and we do that, right? Like how to pray and how to read your Bible and how to serve one another and how to love and how to, to get out of this and how to get, right? Like that all matters for us to be a people that are marked by him. But there is also another thing that I'm gonna talk about, which is this. There is a way of God's kingdom when it comes to his economy in the way that we have hearts of gratitude and generosity. I wanna talk about generosity. Because if we as a people can grab what generosity looks like in the kingdom of God, we can host his presence because we understand how he works. Are you with, does this make sense? So I, I desire for us not to just be a people on Sunday that come in with generous spirits. I desire, better yet, he desires, let me talk about what he thinks, he desires for you to be people that are generous on your Mondays, on your Tuesdays, on your Thursdays, on your, right? Like he, he's calling for the church to be the most generous people in the whole world. Do you understand that? That as the people of God, because what we've received, we should be the most generous people in the whole world. Do you believe that? That's a call from the kingdom of God. And so his economy works in certain ways. So I talked last week about how we can't even talk about how to manage your money, how, what tithing's like. That message is coming. When? Hold steady. I'm not gonna tell you, because some of you are like, I'm not coming. No, 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 come. Finances, tithing, what it means to just be generous towards one another. All that stuff matters and we're gonna talk, I'm gonna start today on one thing, but where it really begins is in the heart. And last week I just talked about like what it looks like to release our lives from, from a heart that, that grieves, a heart that, that feels just selfish towards, towards God and his kingdom and his ways or maybe others and the church. His principles, I don't, uh, he doesn't desire. It starts in the heart. How many of you have been tested in your heart from being here last week? Nobody, just two of us. Okay, thank you. I was tested even in my own life. And so this is a, a series on finances. This is a series on money. I'm not a prosperity guy. I don't think that's a good gospel. I think it's a really bad gospel. I'll talk more about that. But I believe God cares about our money. He cares about what we do with our money. He cares about, so if you're visiting, you're like, dang it, I came to a money message. It's okay, the principle of this will still transform your heart. This is a heart issue. This is a, this is a, a believer of Jesus Christ issue. This isn't a money thing. You with me? Some of you, you already, you are, the walls are up. In Jesus' name, come down. And, and I said this, this is, this is a principle. I got saved at 22. 
22, world turned upside down. And then I, I came to a revelation of what it looks like to be a person of generosity and to live with that spirit of generosity at the age of 24. So at 24, I felt like I was hitting wall after wall. I felt like I couldn't just tap into some stuff that I knew was in the kingdom of God because I heard it. People talk about it and I'm sitting in the back like, how did that happen? And then well, Morris Crawford, who's a, a pastor of mine and Rachel's mentor brother, he brought me in and he said, Jay, you need to understand the heart of God towards generosity. And he instructed me and discipled me and it transformed my life at 24 years old. It has continually transformed Rach and I's life almost nine years into marriage together. It has transformed our home together. When you tap into the kingdom principle of how his economy works and understand his heart and what he has to say about your money and about your finances and about your home and how you handle your life, it changed me. So I know, I know this is a hard series to hear. I said, you're gonna have to wrestle with a lot of this. Wrestle with the Lord in Jesus' name, but keep showing up. Keep showing up. You hear me? And this is, I, I, forgive me in the front end. There are stories that I'll share in my life, tangible, like practical stories that I've seen God do in my life. I don't say it because I'm, I'm like perfect in it. I don't say it because I'm a master. I'm a master of generosity. No, I got tested in it even yesterday, right? Like I, I, but I have seen God work, and this is not hard for me to talk about. For some, it is hard to sit in a room and start talking about money. I'm messing with some devils. Any, any, no. <laughs> it's hard. But for me, I know the fruit of what it looks like when people enter into this thing. And that's my heart's desires, amen? So I'm just giving you some recap. Y'all re caught up? Let's pray. Lord, Holy Spirit, soft hearts. <laughs> smiling faces so that we can just enjoy this together. But for real, Lord, just fertile soil. You care about this stuff for our lives. You care about how we handle our lives when it comes to resources and generosity, how it comes to giving. And so once again, Lord, I just pray, break off every competing voice and spirit. And would you bring freedom like into the eyes and hearts of each one of us here? Bring it into my life more. We want to be people that are marked by you, that live according to your word and according to what your kingdom is like. So where there's like mixture, get it out. Where there's a way that you need to say it, would you say it, say it through me well, Holy Spirit? We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Today, kingdom economy, choose today. I'm not gonna talk about tithe. Today's not the day. I'm gonna click down a little bit more when it comes to the heart. And so if you have your Bibles, open them up to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16. This is a, a parable that Jesus is teaching. And I said to some guys earlier this morning, this parable in Luke chapter 16, it's an interesting one. It's a very interesting one. It's talking about the shrewd manager and the manager that, that gets fired and he goes and does some really interesting things with, to, 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 to gain favor. And so read that, discover that. I'm not necessarily going to teach fully on that, but I'm gonna jump in, if we can, to verse nine when Jesus begins to talk and give, a, give, a, give the, the, the why behind what he's teaching. Are you with me? So I'm gonna read out of two translations. Can I, can, I'm gonna read the same scriptures out of two translations. Why? Because it helps me. <laughs> Anybody else? It helps me. So it says this in the NIV. I tell you, Jesus says, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself. Now that's really interesting. And there's, it, it's, it's not necessarily what Jesus is saying the way it reads. But he says, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it's gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Another translation says this. Use the wealth of this world to demonstrate your friendship with God. Use the wealth of this world to demonstrate your loyalty. Can I say it that way? To Yahweh. Winning friends and blessing them, then when it runs out, when your life ends, that's what, that, what Jesus is saying. When your life, you take your last, when that happens, your generosity will provide you with an eternal reward. I'm gonna talk about that. Verse 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. How many of you know this passage of scripture? I say it to my child all the time, Titus. If you're going to be trusted with this, you're going to get more, right? Like this is a principle you hear often. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. 
So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? In verse 13, this is it. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot, this is the words of Jesus, this is not Jeep, this is Jesus. You cannot serve both God and money. Jesus is very clear here in Luke 16. This is where he says, you cannot have two masters. This is the only point in scripture where Jesus addresses two masters, specifically. He says, you cannot do this. In the New King James Version, I'll just, I'll just read a little bit, but this is where this teaching changed my life. When I heard this word, Jesus says in verse nine, out of the New King James Version, it says this, and I say to you, make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon. How many of you ever heard the word mammon? A couple of us. How many of you have never heard the word mammon? Put your hand up, okay? He says, you, 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 make friends for yourself by unrighteous mammon, that you, when you fail, when you take your last breath, they may receive you into everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, there it is again, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another's man, and what is another man's, forgive me, who will give you what is your own? And then he continues, verse 13. No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and what? Mammon. Choose today who you will serve. It's hard to make choices in life between one, two things that are the same thing. Right? Like it's hard for me. Let me say it this way. It's hard for me to make a decision when it comes down to I get the choice to pick between one or the other pair of shoes. I'm a shoe guy. I like shoes. Anybody else like shoes? Rachel's gonna judge me. I, I've cleaned out my closet quite a bit with my shoes. I've given a lot away. But I like shoes. And what I do is I order two pairs. Why? Because I'm praying the grace of God ministers to Rachel and she allows me to keep, me bo keep them both. However, that does not happen. I have to choose which one, right? I have to choose, like, this one is gonna be good or this one's gonna be bad. Like, we have choices we make all throughout life. I know that's like a, oh, funny story. It helps me. Like, I, there's so many choices. Like, am I gonna get this coffee shop or this coffee shop today? Am I gonna say hello to this person or am I gonna say hello to this? There are choices we make all throughout our days. Yes? You had a choice today of where you were gonna sit. Some of you were put in a seat. Others, you had a choice, right? You have choices to make in life in every area of life. And Jesus says, you have a choice to make in your area of life when it comes to which master you're gonna serve. You're either gonna serve me or you're gonna serve the spirit of mammon, aka worldly wealth. This is the only time in scripture where I know this is where Jesus addresses something like this. He also addresses it in Matthew on the Sermon of the Mouth, same story, same, like he says, you will have the choice to choose today who will be your master. And then Jesus begins to teach on this this, this, this word, mammon. It's a word that when I heard that, I was like, manna? How many of you, manna? Wait, the spirit of manna, that's a good thing. That's bread. That's, I want daily manna. Anybody else? Like, I want the daily bread from the Lord. And it's, it is not that word. It's a different word. See, today, what I'm gonna go after is we're gonna have to make a choice today as believers of who we're gonna serve. And I'm gonna hopefully, I believe deep in my heart the hope that the Spirit of God is going to guide us every day to choose Jesus over choosing the Spirit of the world. I believe that for you, your money, your finances, your resources. I believe it just for your lives in general. Amen? Like this day and age is calling us to choose the, let's choose Jesus, right? The words we were singing, only Jesus, take this world. How many of you sang that song? Then let's believe it and let's do it, Amen? But when it comes to the kingdom economy, we gotta grab a hold of that. There is a spirit that wants to steal from us. There is a spirit that wants to put us in positions that Jesus would not have us be put in. And it's the spirit of mammon. It's such an interesting word, the spirit of mammon. Okay, so first things first. Let's talk about the master of mammon. The master of mammon. Some of you, majority of you, put your hands up. When I was sitting in Will Morris' office, sitting with him, and he's like, I'm gonna talk to you about mammon, I was so confused. 
I was like, can we just say money? He's like, can we just say wealth? And he said something to me. He said, no, you got to understand something. This is a spirit. This is a spirit. Now, I'm not like trying to be all weird, like sci-fi, but there's a supernatural kingdom. Okay? (laughs) This is not just neutral ground we're sitting in today. There is a war raging. I'm saying with a smile, but there's a supernatural war raging. We all better wake up to that. Like, we all better become aware of that reality, that there is a battle for souls happening in the realm that we can't not necessarily see. Oh, but there's some of, we know how to fight it, we know what it comes against. Like, it's real. And Jesus just doesn't say, hey, listen, you just gotta deal, decide if you're gonna be choosing your wealth or choosing me. He says, actually, you gotta choose the master that you will sit under and be led by. See, see, the spirit of mammon is that. It is a spirit. It is a word that comes from the Aramaic. It's a, it's a word that means money, wealth, riches, prosperity. That's what it means. It's, 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 it's riches. It comes from the Syrian God, though. It's an actual Syrian God. I'm giving you some Bible. Can I teach the Bible for a second? It's a Syrian God that, that people actually worshiped. You know when the Bible, when it says, have no other gods before me, like I am the God above all gods, there are competing gods. They're lesser gods. You all right? And so, so this word, it, it talks about how there was a God that people would worship. And so mammon was the false god that people would give their attention to, their lives to. It was the God of riches. It was the God of wealth. It was the God of saying, you will care for us. And really, I've done a study on this, and I've been taught on this, but this actually came, too, from Babylon, where the Tower of Babel came from. Do you all know the Tower of Babel story? Okay, if you don't, there was a whole bunch of people got together. I'm going to paraphrase the Bible real quick in 30 seconds. They all got together. They said, let's build a tower. Let's build a big tower. Why? Because we want to be like God. We want to get what God has. So we're going to do it in our own way. And so God goes, nah, (laughs) you're not going to do it your way. You're going to do it my way. So he scatters the nations. Right, he spreads them out. Babylon, right? That's where this God comes from originally. And so, this is good. I'm, are you all right? Revelation 18 actually describes the story of Babylon. And it talks about how the spirit of mammon was just, just, just all about in that land. It was, just, it, was just, it was all about getting excess of wealth and having excess of things and having excess of, like, right? Hello, consumerism 2023. Like, hello, America. <laughs> can I say that? I, thank the Lord we're here. Hello? Like, we have such privilege. I can tap. How many of you, this is bad. Like, Instagram listens to you. And so it puts ads on my Instagram. It's the devil. And then I got Apple Pay. It's just a click of the button. All my stuff is in there. Are you with me? Like, I don't have to go now get my credit card, type it in, and let the Holy Spirit minister to me as I'm typing it in saying, no, no, no. I just got to click a button. This is the devil. You with me? Like, we don't have to work really hard to get something. You want something? We can, we can, I can have ice cream delivered to my front door in a matter of minutes. God is good. Right? Like, this is the world we live in. The fingertip, access, whatever you want, have it, hoard it, get it, have it all. And then Babylon, where, where, where this word comes from, Babel means confusion. And if you add the O and N on Babylon, that means, it means sown or planted. So Babylon, it means sown in confusion. So what was happening there were people were just sowing confusion. They were, they were living lives that were now completely distorted against the one true God. And they began to serve other gods like the spirit of mammon, going, you'll provide everything for us. You'll give us everything we need. You'll provide everything that I'm lacking. You'll give it to me. And so they begin to worship that God. It's a spirit. It's a competing spirit to Jesus. You gotta understand this, there's a war raging for your life. There's a war raging for you to go, man, Jesus, you haven't given me what I wanted. So what happens is is we turn to the spirit of mammon. Whether you call it that or not, you turn to your abilities, you turn to your bank account, you turn to your job, you turn to your security, you turn to your Bitcoin app, you turn to your 501, hello? 
is it 501, 403, 401? I don't even have one. Praise the Lord, Jesus' name. 501 is like a nonprofit. I turned to the nonprofits in Jesus. Sometimes my brain goes a lot faster than. It's an arrogant spirit towards Jesus Christ. Oh, and this is why Jesus goes after it. Hear me, it's about the heart. He goes after it. He goes, man, this thing is arrogant. See, what the spirit of mammon will say is, <laughs> the spirit of mammon will say a lot, but it'll call you to be loyal. See, the spirit of mammon is looking for servants. He says, you'll have two masters, you gotta choose which one you'll be mastered by. The spirit of mammon isn't just looking to like mess with you a little bit. It's trying to make you its servant. Did you hear me? I, I, hear me, please. The spirit of mammon is not just looking to like be like, ah, I just wanna mess with I just want to mess with you for a moment. No, I'm going to make you my, my servant. And you're going to bow your head and you're going to bow your life to me every day because that's what this competing spirit, this little devil wants to do in the face of Jesus. It's, I know this might be new. This is the reality of the scripture. So Jesus says, listen, this spirit is arrogant. It's prideful and it wants you to be loyal to it. It's calling for loyalty. So we will be either loyal to that spirit. Like he's saying, loyalty is what I'm, I'm, I'm demanding. See, mammon promises identity, security, happiness. Right? Love, joy. Oh, if you don't think so. If I just get the promotion, I'll finally be happy. I'm not gonna ask you to raise your hands because we've all been there. Oh, if I just get a little more money, I'll have more friends. Oh, if I just have a little bit more, my marriage will be in a whole lot better because we'll be able to go on better dates and better restaurants and be able to post it so everybody sees where we're... Y'all laugh. This is real. I'll say it with a smile. Like, this is what the spirit of mammon does. It will, sh it will say to you, if, 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 if you get, if you get, if you hoard, if you get more, if you get it, you will have the things that only Jesus can actually give you. Jesus can only give identity, purpose, mission, calling, love. It's his spirit that gives us the fruit of, what, hello? And so, so mammon will say, listen, 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 if you do this, if you get more, you'll be able to. Like the big lie of mammon is this. If I get more money, I'll be able to finally help people. If I make more money, I'll finally give the tithe. I'm not talking about tithe today, but I'm gonna go here for a second. If I finally just start to make some money, I'm a broke college student, right, right? If I finally get the income, then I'll be able to give back to God. That's a lie. If I finally have more money, I'll be able to, oh, if I, once I hit this job, I'll build the kingdom. Stop it. Jesus didn't show up to the leopard or the sick and say, hello, brother. I'm gonna heal you by giving you more money. But the spirit of mammon will tell you, distorted, saying, if you have more money, then you can help more people. What did Jesus do? He walked up to the people with the kingdom of God. And he said, hey, listen, the kingdom of God is here. I'm the king, I'm gonna, I'm gonna heal you. I'm gonna show you the kingdom of my father. I'm gonna break through. This is good news. And the spirit of mammon just gets shut up when we start to live that way. But you have to choose today which master you will serve. See, the, the, you, I know the spirit will minister to whatever's going on in your life, but I've been there before. Oh, if Rach and I can just have a little more, we'll be able to do this. What? We've been graced for what we've been graced with now. We can do what God's called us to do now. And I can watch him do things in my life that are so impossible and beyond anything I can imagine because I would rather be with Jesus than be caught in the spirit of mammon or wealth and saying, if, finally, if I get here, then I'll start to do the things of God. No, it's a lie from a false spirit. That's the spirit of mammon. That's the spirit of false promises of riches. It's contrasting to Jesus. And what happens is, is if like, wait, 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 okay, I've been there where I'm in a, where I'm in a pinch. And I, and I begin to pray, God, hear me from heaven. Do it. Or I'll go, God, just let someone give me money. Anybody else ever prayed that prayer? I'm, I'm, I'm guilty as charged, your pastor. Oh, Lord, we need some money. Just please put it on the hearts of somebody. And the Lord said, stop praying that. I said, why? 
Why? He said, because I'm your provider. So if you get it from man, you're not going to need me. You with me? So some of you are like, oh, if, if only the, the, the boss will see the work that I do and finally give me the promotion. No, Lord, you're my provider. I show up to work to serve you. I don't show up to work to get the attention of the... Four of us. Yes, Lord, do it in us. <laughs> Jesus didn't teach this. He said, you need me. You need me. You need me. And so that's the master of mammon. That's what Jesus is talking about. It's a competing spirit. It's ugly. And the world... Let the world be the world. I'm talking to the church. Let us be a people that we recognize that in our lives and go, no, 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 no. I don't, I don't serve that master. I serve Jesus. And Jesus in this teaching, he's, he's talking about stewarding money and resources, and he's talking about being mastered by one or the other. What he's not talking about, he's not saying that money's evil. I need to tell you that. Money is not evil. How many of you heard the scripture in Timothy where it says, the, the money is, is evil? I, I've heard it said before where I'm like, money's evil, money's evil, money's evil, money. No, it's not. The love of money, the love of mammon is, easy, is evil. So can I encourage you today? Money's not evil. In the kingdom of God, he actually cares about bringing us wealth. There's a difference between kingdom wealth and mammon wealth. There's a vast difference. And God actually cares that we be a people that know, hey, you know what, God? You've given me something that I couldn't even imagine. Thank you. But we have to be a people. This, this is going to help. Jesus cares about how we steward the unrighteous mammon that we receive. So why does he say when you've been given Right? He says in the scripture, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have, been, if, if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? Jesus is talking about receiving. He's not just like, oh, he's saying, listen, there is a principle to my kingdom that if you handle this stuff well, you will be given more. The goal is not more, the goal is him. But it, it's how it works. I can't explain it, I don't need to. It's like if I go after him and I'm faithful with what he's given me, aka resources, money, homes, cars, family, every, like you name it, my job, then I will be given more. He's not saying don't go after things. Don't try to like, oh, we just gotta build a home and just never build ever again and never have money. Like, that's not what he's saying. The poverty mindset in the church is not a good one. He actually wants and desires for his people to be very wealthy, spiritually, but also to be a people that can provide for all the work of his kingdom at hand. Did you hear me? Hear me. And so he's, listening. he's like, listen, you're gonna get tested in this. It's not money that's evil. Just make sure that your heart is not evil. Make sure that you're a good steward over what's given. It's not the, the, the money thing. It's a heart thing. We gotta be good stewards. Is this making sense? They're all staring at me like I'm crazy. He's saying, don't give in to unrighteous mammon. Well, how do you redeem mammon or your money? You tie the first 10% of it. Because really, oh, I can't speak for myself, I was going to say. Where you get your check from, <laughs> probably there's some things going on. And it's not good godly money. Can I say it that way? Can I, can I say, can, is this mixed? I said, I received my check from the church. It might be a bad analogy. Like. So we get paid for our jobs. We get paid for the work we do. That, that is inherently what Jesus is saying. That's worldly wealth. That is money that comes. It's not a bad thing, but make sure you redeem that stuff. See, you're either gonna have God on your money or you're gonna have the spirit of mammon on your money. Listen to me. The money sitting in your bank account, whether it's really small or really big, in Jesus' name, it will either be blessed by God or be blessed by the spirit of mammon. Hear me. And so he's not saying, listen, don't have money. Don't, 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 don't like build businesses. He's not saying any of that. 
build. We believe in this church. Build creative businesses. Build technology business. Build schools. Build hospitals. Build. Let's build in the city of Chicago so we see the kingdom of God at hand, right? But make sure you don't love mammon. And redeem it when you go, man, the first 10%. I'm going to talk about this another time. When I put that first 10% down, the 90 is redeemed. Shoo. Are you with me? I, I, I tithe for so many reasons. <laughs> but one of them, I want my family redeemed. I want my home redeemed. My property redeemed. I'm not scared of making money. I'm not scared when people walk into this church and they're like, I'm doing, there are some good like, things happening. And I go, praise the Lord, just don't fall trapped to it. So it's okay to be like, man, well, pastor, are you saying that I should quit my job because I'm making a good salary? No. Don't do that unless he tells you and he calls you to something else, right? But just realize you break the curse of mammon when you tie that 10%. Is this okay? Some of you young people, you gotta catch this. Some of us older people, we gotta catch this. Jesus is not saying, hey, listen, 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 listen. Because he gives the principle, like, listen, you're going to be given. You're going to have stuff given to you. You're going to receive stuff. How you handle it matters. Because if you get stuff and you don't do it the way that the kingdom operates, I can't trust you with more. And so then what happens is, is when we don't get more because we're not faithful with the little, we start looking to the spirit of mammon. I'm gonna preach for just a moment. We start looking at the spirit of mammon and we start grinding. I'm just grinding seven days a week, 40 hours, like every day. Like, how does that happen, guy? It's like, I don't know, I'm doing the math. Like, right, we start working and grinding and toiling and trying and making it. And I'm not against hard work. He actually talks about how we should be good, good workers. But is this okay? Like, what happens is, is if we get caught with not redeeming it, we start to serve that master. And he will make you a servant of him. He will make you a servant of him. I promise you, I've watched it. And whew, I've watched it so many times. Money's neutral. Money's neutral in this thing. But what you do with it makes it either good or bad. Did you hear me? Money's neutral. I, I met with a guy one time, and he was, he, was, he was a king in the city. He said to me one time, he said, I just I feel so like, like the Lord can't let me into the kingdom because I have a lot of money. I said, who taught you that? I said, no, 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 and I walked him through this principle. I said, listen, listen, the Lord's graced you with that, right? Don't get jealous. Hey, listen, when someone gets a promotion in your friend group, throw a party. Did you hear me? Even if you're not in a job right now, throw a party. Celebrate when others, right? Because that's being faithful with the little. I remember, okay, that was a good word. Take that one for free. I won't even, let's take a second offering, church. Like, like <laughs> celebrate. But I remember saying to this man, I said, I said, listen, no, no, no. The Lord has graced you to do that so that you can provide for endless amount of people that are doing the work of God. That, that man today that I know has served by giving so much money to missions that the endless amount of reward for that man waiting for him in heaven is going to be massive because he didn't look at his money and his finance and said, this is evil. He looked at it and said, Lord, I'm gonna give my 10. I'm gonna give whatever you call it. Like, I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna see you redeem the 90 and I'm gonna see souls won because of my gifts because money's not easy, but I'm gonna kick the spirit of mammon in the teeth and I'm gonna serve the Lord and I'm gonna see souls come to know Jesus because of that. Are you, are you with me? This is what happens when people go like, oh, it's money, prosperity, the church wants it. No, this is a kingdom principle from God. It's not the love of money. It's not, the, it's not money that's evil. It's the love of money. It's the love of mammon. It's the love of hoarding. It's the love of getting more. It's the love of having more. All right, I'm almost done. But isn't it interesting that in verse 9, Jesus says, I tell you, use the worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Use the wealth of this world to demonstrate your friendship with God by winning friends and blessing others. Then when it runs out, your life, 
Your generosity will provide you with an eternal reward. That scripture verse changed my life. Because when I first read it, I said, oh, I gotta make money, and then I gotta bless people, then I'll have more friends. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> you wanna be my friend? I'll buy dinner for you. How many of us have ever done that, though? Oh, that's not what he's saying here. He's saying, listen, use the thing that God has given you, this stuff, whether it's little or big, use it to demonstrate how good your God is and win souls for the kingdom of God so that when you get to heaven, when you get to heaven, there will be people that you don't even know that you touched because of your generosity of giving that will be in heaven and they'll be like, yo, I, you gave that one time and this missionary or this message got to me or this thing happened or this thing happened with Will to Will and I was changed forever and man, it was because of that little tiny gift that you gave, I'm in the kingdom of God now. Do you see how this thing works? He says, when you get to heaven, you'll be because of the gift that you've given to others. Whew. Can, I tell you, can I tell you a personal story? Rach and I had, I don't know, 70, 80 football dudes that lived with us our first, well, for me, two years together, for me, four years together, too. These brothers were broke. I mean, like college students. It wasn't like athletes today where you're getting paid for all sorts of sponsorship. What the mess? I'm just kidding. I think it's great. That was a hot take. <laughs> I'm just jealous I wasn't living in that time. We were eating, you know, anyways. And I remember there would be so many moments. There's one specific moment where Rach and I said, hey, to like 15 of them, hey, we're going to go out to the local pizza shop and we're all going to get pizzas. Now, 15 football players do the math. They don't just have a slice. They're not watching their figure. These boys are going to eat, okay? You with me? You get in the picture? So we sit down, and I remember, I don't know if it was said or unsaid. It was probably felt. I remember Rach looked at me like, who's paying for this? <laughs> like, these guys don't have money. Who's paying for this? And I remember saying, or however it came to be, I remember us both coming to agreement like, we're going to cover this. We're going to cover this. <laughs> the bill came. You know the old joke, like, I'm going to go have to do dishes in the back because I'm surely not going to be paying. I'm going to do dishes plus sell my kidney for this bill that's going to be paid. <laughs> you guys laugh. Like, I looked at the money, and I was like, should we tell them now that they got to pay? Conversations were amazing. The love of the Lord was present. We laughed with those boys. Can I tell you how, how many of those guys sat around that table and didn't love Jesus? They actually were enemies of him. And would call me months, years, saying, Jay, that, those moments, that moment of sitting around the table eating pizza, that moment sitting on your couch when we knew you and Rachel didn't have much, but you just opened up your home. You gave. Because of those moments, I'm serving Jesus now. What are we doing? So we hoard and we keep. You're serving a master that's going to kill you. What if we serve the master King Jesus that is the great provider, the owner of a cattle on a thousand hills that will give you, that will, that will do the miracle to, to extend that reach and see a harvest of souls. Money's not evil. Just use it to demonstrate the friendship with God. You with me? But if you're hoarding and you're just trying to keep it for yourself and you're selfish, it's not to condemn. It's just saying life's not going to be that fun. We've seen God move mountains. We've seen God show up and we're like, I don't know what we're going to do. But he does it. Because we're saying we're not going to serve the master of men and we're going to serve God. So today you've got to choose which master you're going to serve. You've got to choose. You can shut the ears to this thing and be like, this one doesn't apply to me. This applies to every single person in this room. This message applies to every single person. Whether you're ready to hear it right now, take notes, mark it. This applies to every single one of us. This is not talking salvation. But this is talking when you stand before Jesus and he's like, hey, <laughs> I gave you some stuff and you just didn't steward it well. Like, that might be bad theology. That's, that's how I think. I want to get to heaven and I want to be like, 
Oh, you, you steward this stuff so well, Jay. You stewarded so well. You didn't care where you might have lacked. You didn't care how it might have looked. You didn't care. You just cared about Jesus getting glorified. That's what he wants for this house. That's how revival is hosted forever and ever and ever, is when generosity fills our, ho- our hearts and we go, man, I'm just gonna serve Jesus. The spirit of more, the spirit of, of lust, the spirit of having more things. Like that thing, let it die and kill it daily. If you gotta kill it daily, kill it daily. I gotta kill it daily on IG. I gotta kill it daily when ads pop up. I gotta kill it. He's, he's saying, listen, you gotta make the decision. Mammon or me? Mammon or me? Hoarding or giving? Grabbing or hands open? You gotta choose. You gotta choose today. It's a serious thought, isn't it? It's a serious thought for every one of us if we actually let the Holy Spirit, that's a serious thought. That if we love mammon, we will hate God can't love too. You'll hate the one and love the other. Is that what the Bible says? But on the other hand, if you hold on to God, if your life is committed to God, you will despise mammon. And you'll see freedom in your life. You'll see, like I did at 24, that, that block just getting lifted. And seeing things in the kingdom, in the realm of Jesus. That's not hating or despising money. That's just despising the satanic force that enslaves men and women through money. We must acknowledge in our lives the claim of one or the other. It's not a choice of whether we will serve, it's only a choice of whom we will serve. Either God or mammon, that's the question. But seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew says in the same account, Jesus on the mount. And all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first Jesus. (laughs) And everything else gets added. Jesus didn't say we had to be without the things but he says we must not put the things first. Jesus is not against you having nice things. He's not against you having having nice, nice, are you with me? Some of you are like, I gotta go sell everything. Well, if he tells you to do it, but I'm not telling you that. He's not against it. We have to put the kingdom of God and his righteousness first in our lives consistently. That's commitment to God and his kingdom and his purposes. Your marriage will get healed when you stop serving the spirit of mammon. (laughs) Serve the true God in the interest of his kingdom. Seek after his righteousness. And he says that God will see to it that all the material and financial things we are needed will be added to us. I read this one time from a man of God, Derek Prince, mighty man of God. He said, don't pursue money. Don't chase money. That's what Jesus says. Let money pursue you. (laughs) I love that. I don't gotta chase. It just shows up. Oh, you think, oh, here we go, prosperity. No, 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 this is the kingdom. Can I tell you? Can I tell you a story? Can I just share? Because I really just testified it. Rachel might be mad at me, but when we got married, we would go to restaurants or go to places, go to coffee shops. You're looking at me. She's like, oh, I know what you're gonna. And we get like free, free food, free coffee. I don't equate like, but hear me. We'd walk in and the people would be like, oh yeah, it's on us today. What? Here's, here's two coffees today, sir. Two, double portion, okay and you don't have to pay. I don't have to pay. Double portion. Can I be more transparent? Things with our children that we never thought we could afford. That we never thought we could afford. Never in a million years could we afford what? And the door swings wide. I'm talking like, hey, you don't have to pay. (laughs) What? 
Yeah, we don't know why. You just don't have, I know why. Because favor follows those that are faithful to Jesus. Favor's real. I don't pursue favor. I pursue Jesus and then favor follows. The goal is not to pursue favor, to pursue Jesus to get more favor. I don't care. I just trust him because he's a good dad. Some of you need to hear this. I pursue Jesus and favor follows. I've watched my life over the course of since 24 years old. I'm 12 years down the road. I've watched the course of the Lord's faithfulness on my life. Time and Rachel can stand up here and attest to it. We can attest to it. I've watched God be faithful because I have said, as for me and my house, we will not serve the spirit of mammon. As for me and my house, I will not say, God, you can't do this. As for me and my house, I will believe, God, you are faithful. God, you are mighty. God, you have called me. God, you have brought me into your family. God, you have brought me into your kingdom. So I will give my life up to whatever you say and I will see the faithfulness of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't pursue money, pursue him. If you're chasing money, it's gonna end really bad. Oh, we, we could throw testimonies of so many people. Oh, run and gun and pursuing. It doesn't end well. This principle will not be mocked. Pursue God. You don't have to lie awake at night. You don't have to spend hours hatching plans to get rich. Just trust the grace of God. Trust the grace of God. Choose today which master you'll serve. Trust the grace of God. Remember, Rach, this is my third close, last close. I could talk for hours on this. I've shared this before, so forgive me again, but Rach was taking a job in the city after we moved here. Can I share this? She said, I don't know where you're going. Do you trust me? She was like, no, everybody's like, marriage counseling right now, Jesus. Rich took a job, we thought it would be a good move. It wasn't a good move, we missed it. You know, there's sometimes pastors need to say that more, it helps you guys not feel as, we missed it. So she took this job and she hated it. It was not a good setup, not a good moment. We just moved to Chicago. We went from zero dollars in rent, legitimate, we didn't pay any rent, to Chicago rent. It was like, what in the heck? People pay this? What is wrong with people? I'm just kidding. We're here. And six months in, after or six months, I think, Rach lost her job. Now, I'm not making a lot of money down at the university. They're just being very kind to let me build the church and work. So it's really just helping us in some ways. And I remember Rach called me and said, I lost my job. I said, okay, I'm gonna come get you. She said, no, I'm gonna walk. She walked from downtown Chicago back home and she showed up and I remember we were there and Jordan who has been with us was with us he, he was at the house for some reason and I remember her walking in tears in her eyes and 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 I had about 45 minutes to wrestle with the Lord in that moment and I'm like Lord you've called us what are we gonna do full like my salary we wouldn't have made it we would have had to move Legitimately, would have had to move out of our apartment. I'm, guys, I'm not, this is real. Like, we would have moved out of, we would have had to go. I'm like, Lord, you called us here. What are we supposed to do? And he said, trust me. You don't serve that master, you serve me. She came in, tears, said, let's just enjoy the day. Let's go laugh. Let's just go enjoy each other. You know, we're like, okay, what are we gonna do, Lord? I think it was the next day, next day. Phone rings. I don't know how this person got your number. I don't know the connection. Forgive me. She can tell you. Some, 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 some random company up on the north side of the city calls Rage, two guys, and they're like, Rage, hey, you want a job? I don't care what they pay. Just say yes in Jesus' name. <laughs> and they say this. You can have a car. <laughs> what do you want to make? I was like, Rage. <laughs> And the Lord said, trust me, trust me. I will not let you not have what you need. Don't run after this world. You've given your lives, run after me and I will be faithful. Have there been times of deep stretching where it didn't happen like that overnight? Oh, a thousand percent. Where we had to press in and just say, by faith, we're gonna believe God for more. And he's been faithful, 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 faithful. Choose today. Church, choose today. 
This is a wake-up call. This is a, this is a moment of invitation of choosing today which God you will serve. Amen? Stand to your feet. I'm gonna pray and I'm just gonna hand it over. Choose today. What he's done for me and done for so many, he wants to do for you. This is not about you getting rich. This is about your soul getting rich in Jesus Christ. This is why we say the church should be the most generous, joyful people in the world. Because when you serve him, that's what you get. You get him. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Lord, I thank you for your promises. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it brings life and hope. I pray that this word, people would chew on it. That where there's wrestling with this, God, just meet them where they're wrestling. Be faithful to show your kingdom's economy and principles to us. This is who we're called to be. This is the kingdom. So I say yes to it, we say yes to it. Today I say, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. I pray that it's a prayer for married couples and engaged couples and singles and college students that today we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. So we love you, Lord, and we honor you. We bless you. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, can we give Jesus just a little bit of praise this evening?